0: to uncover powerful takeaways that empower you to stay grounded and make passionate living a reality. To access post-podcast discussions, insights, and further resources, visit rajjana.com forward slash stay grounded. So thanks for joining me today. Now, let's get to grinding. Yo, yo, what's up everyone and welcome to this week's very special reflection episode of Stay Grounded. If you are new to Stay Grounded, welcome Uh, My monthly reflection episodes are my favorite episodes to record. Every single month, I take a look back over the past 30 days and dissect all of the highs and lows and translate them into lessons, into perspectives, into powerful takeaways that you can use to improve your life, to create more meaning in your challenges, and to truly lean into this gift of being alive. This month was just so much I talk a lot about it on this episode, so I won't go too deep here, but I'm currently moving to Costa Rica. talk a lot about that decision, all of the highs and lows of moving and shedding and letting go and surrendering to the flow of life. I think that was the biggest theme for me and the biggest medicine that continues to show up inside of my journey, which is how deeply can I surrender to the flow of life and how deeply can I continue leaning in? And letting go of all the attachments that I have in my mind about how life needs to look, how relationship needs to look, how my businesses need to look. It's just the more I can deepen into true, true, true surrender, the more fulfillment I feel. And that's a big part of this month's reflection. So I hope you enjoy it. If you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes, Spotify, or any of the podcast apps, all that means is that every single time I release a new episode, it drops straight into your inbox tag me on social media, especially if I said something that sparked something for you, or shoot me a DM. I love hearing from you. And I'm just so, so, so grateful for your attention, for the gift you give me of getting to share these perspectives in the way that I do. Just makes my heart so full. So thank you for being on this journey with me. And I'm so excited to hear your takeaways after you listen to mine from this month of November. Enjoy. Enjoy. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, my peoples? And welcome to this very special episode, the last monthly reflection episode of 2022 before we step into the yearly. Georgina, welcome back.
1: Is we here? Can't believe it's that time already.
0: Yeah, what a year. What a year. And just so much is changing in my life right now it's actually pretty amazing but it is it's been quite the month for those of you who well I don't know how you guys would know because I haven't publicly talked about this much but I'm leaving San Diego so I'm currently actually recording this episode from my hometown in Houston and by the time you guys are listening to this episode I will be in Nosara Costa Rica yeah so that's been it's been quite the journey of like releasing everything that's happened, like just letting go of ninety percent of my stuff. <laughs> yeah, anyways, we'll just start there. Go ahead. This yeah, oh, you drive like, the just ship.
1: Drop, drop a <laughs> clanger there to start with. <laughs> I'm just leaving my my country. I'm going to a new country. So I know you've been in <laughs> San Diego Diego for a little while now and that's been a real sanctuary for you. So I think it'd be cool if you just explain a little bit about, you know, what's brought you to this point of choosing to to move to somewhere different.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe I can start with why I chose San Diego in the first place. You know, about two years ago, you know, I was coming off of my, my last relationship and me and my ex split a place together. And I hate, I just was feeling really drained being in Austin. Like I just felt like there was dense energy there and it was where I went to college. And there was just so much of my past that I was holding on to. Like even in my apartment, I had so much stuff that was just old. Around this time, two years ago, my brother, who's a pilot in the Navy, lives in San Diego, and his roommate was getting deployed. And he was about to downsize to some 600 square foot shack in the city. And I remember my dad like calling me once and he's like, You should go live with your brother, get some space. And I don't know when he said it, I just felt this like big old giddy little child in my heart that was like, Oh my gosh, like living with my little brother, who's like one of my favorite human beings on the planet it just felt so good and so right and so freeing and so whole. It's like, wow, like as I'm like healing and kind of moving through my stuff, like let me be around him and his energy. Cause he's also one of the most like light and positive and bubbly human beings. And like, I just really adore him as a human being. So called him and I was like, Hey bro, what do you think about living together? And, and right at that time, like there's this new building that had these gorgeous balcony kind of views that were opening up in the city. And, and we ended up getting a spot and turned it into this amazing place where it was just gorgeous. It was the most beautiful apartment that we that I could have ever asked for, with the gorgeous view of the city and the oceans and the mountains. It was like this gorgeous experience being there. And the second I got to San Diego, I just felt this vast like weight lift off of me. It's like oh my god, I have this permission to just be who I am in a whole new state and like start fresh. Mm-hmm. And in that experience, then I threw up. A, a gathering and Gina came over and then Gina and I started dating and the universe works in really mysterious and wonky ways. And, you know, And two years, about a year and a half ago, I, when I moved out of Austin, I got rid of 90% of my stuff. And, but I feel like San Diego for me is, it's been, you know, I've had a lot of challenges and a lot of growth and a lot of healing the last few years. But I also feel like there's just, and know, we can talk more about this as the episode goes, but like I've been feeling a lot of noise in living inside of like, like in general, like I just feel like I've had a lot of noise in my system. When I say noise, I'm calling like mind chatter or like physiology. Like I like feel very anxious and nervous. And there's just a lot of energy that moves through me. And I feel like the more I've been healing and releasing conditions and coming back to my true authentic core and getting healthier, I'm getting much more sensitive to energy And Mm -hmm. sensitive to noise. And so like when I'm living in downtown San Diego, I'm waking up to sirens. There's a pretty significant homeless population downtown and there's just a lot of noise. And I don't know, I just was craving a reset in the jungles and craving time in nature to like really quiet down and listen to my heart and come back to my natural rhythms. and, And even in work and creation, I feel like the last few years I've just been hustling, pushing, 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 pushing. And I'm feeling this next chapter of my life is really calling for a time of surrender and a time of like knowing when to push, but also knowing when to wait. And I can only do that when I can truly listen to myself and listen to my intuitive guidance and not feel like there's so much noise in my system. That's like creating chaos and confusion and, multiple voices that aren't always in congruence talking to one another. They're like, my mind wants this because it wants me to be safe. My soul wants this because it wants me to serve universe. My heart wants something because it just wants to live and play. And sometimes I I find a lot of confliction with all these different parts when I'm inside of noisy environments. So this is an opportunity, I think, for me to slow down and by slowing down, speeding up.
1: So you're describing that noise that you've been experiencing. Do you think that's something new or do you think that's just come to the surface as you've been able to kind of shed some of the things that you've been healing over the past couple of years?
0: Well, it's interesting because, so going to Costa Rica, I'm also getting ready for a, a deep spiritual experience uh, called ayahuasca. For those of you who don't know what ayahuasca is, I highly encourage you to go look it up online. There's, there's a documentary on Netflix as well that talks about it. It's a It's an Amazonian vine and a plant medicine that allows you to access greater levels of consciousness and deeper levels of healing within the body. And in preparation for that, you have to do 30 days of a dieta, which is no caffeine, no meat, no processed food, no sugar, no alcohol, no sex. And, and the, weeks, the week before, it's no salt. I mean, like it's everything. It's like cut everything out that you would normally indulge in. Oh, very little oil. And it's, and the, the intention is to clear the body of all of the impurities so that the plant can work with that unconscious noise. The like, it can work with your physiology and work with your energy to heal what's present in the system. And that's been a really challenging and beautiful experience for me my first company was a coffee company. So, you know, I've been drinking several cups of coffee a day for years now and same on that vein. Like I am also a chronic sweet tooth. And so every night, you know, I have some fruit, which, you know, and I, I developed that habit in childhood. Like my parents would give me lots of fruit right before bed and I would just eat lots of fruit. And so it's just this comfort thing. I would feel when I'm anxious and nervous is like, let's put sweets in my body. So chocolate or, and I've gotten a lot healthier, like I've replaced like conventional chocolates with like pure dark chocolates or like, you know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm even now, like I do feel like I'm on the healthier side, but there's still this, this craving that I feel in my body or in in my mind, actually, it's not my body. Now I realized it's a big lesson for me. It's like the craving is not actually in my body, the cravings in my mind. And so like, I think it's been really interesting for me to, as I remove these things, like what's left you know, the first two weeks of me removing caffeine, sugar, all that stuff, like I was really like in actually a a bit of a depressive state. Like I felt this kind of low hum of like just sadness, this low hum of like, not even sadness, more like heaviness that was just sitting me. And I didn't realize like coffee was actually that thing where I'd go to because I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be in that depression energy because I wasn't being productive when I was in that depressive energy and so it's like oh no i need to produce i need to hustle i need to run i need to go i need to be on for these other people i have all these meetings i have these commitments drink coffee go be your best go and that was not honoring what my body was actually asking which was no raj sit with this feeling be with this feeling ask and be introspective of what is happening in your body like listen to me and and that's been the biggest shift for me in this whole process of like letting go, not just letting go of 90% of my stuff. Like it was really emotional for me to let go of like moving to a different country is hard. Let me just say that moving to a different country is not easy, (laughs) especially when you're carrying lots of stuff. And so it's like, I had to get rid of a lot of my things and, you know, I have books and pictures and trinkets and things that I've collected over the years. And I don't have the space to take that with me. And like, it's been really interesting for me to even see like, Oh my God, what attachment do I have to what that stuff? It's like having certain things around me helps me feel safe and comfortable. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, what is that about? Like, there's just so much that I'm examining right now. And it's such a rich, potent period. Like, I don't know the next time I'll have an opportunity to like have a move, have a dieta, have me in this phase of my life where I'm actually transitioning out of my old businesses into a new set of creations. I just feel like there's so much transition happening in my life right now in so many ways. And it just feels to be like a very potent period of alchemy where I'm craving and I, my my heart is like, I know I'm on the right path. And there's a deeper level of surrender that my that my soul is calling me into. It's like, can you surrender all of these attachments? Can you surrender your desires and needs? Can you? It's not that will you. It's can you surrender it so that you can step into greater authentic power and expression and love and service and being that 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 I know I'm here to experience. Like I, in my heart, I can feel that there's a a level of sensitivity to life that I'm really here to experience. Okay. That then aliveness aliveness that i'm here to experience and and that's what's been present for me so in that in order to experience that aliveness i have to go deeper into my own darkness i have to go deeper into my own shadow i have to go deeper into my my own emotional body my my physical body like it's 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 just a path of further evolution but it's been a ride for sure
1: okay so i've got a few threads i want to pick up so i'd love to go back a little bit and ask you to just explore a little bit deeper this notion that it sounds like you've almost removed some of these coping strategies, like the caffeine, the chocolate, et cetera. And, and as you did that, you found this other emotion, of feeling underneath. I think probably a lot of people can relate to that. You've had the, the, those moments of turning towards certain things to feel a certain way. So can you talk a little bit more about what did it feel like or what happened when you sat with that? You mentioned it felt like a low hum of depression. Like What what did that feel like to sit with? How did you do that? And what did you uncover as, as a result?
0: So I work with different healers and practitioners, right? So one of the coaches I work with right now is Amy Albright. Amy, she was on my podcast earlier in the month and I'll actually be re-releasing her episode in a few weeks
1: just also, because she's
0: one of the most downloaded episodes from the year. That just, yeah, she's, she's incredible, but like, so for me, you know, the last few years have just been a lot of, know, like I've had business partnerships that ended up being like betrayal, like a lot of betrayal like people either stealing money from me or telling me they do one thing and then not following through or and and it just led me down this deep state of like feeling like i trusted people and they didn't actually have my back and that's been a consistent experience of something i've i've i've, I've experienced more than once and i think i was coping a lot in some ways because I didn't want to actually go into the sadness and the, and the feeling that that gave like that true betrayal. Cause I, I think I take so much accountability in my life that I'm like, I go deep into like, Oh, I'm creating this reality, you know, like, cause that's the more empowering story. The important, the more empowering story is that, you know, I am calling in all of these challenges in my life so that I can step into greater levels of love, but it doesn't take away from the very human experience of shit, just hurting when people don't have your best interests, or when people hurt you, or when people steal from you or when people lie to you or they say one thing and then something else happens. And so that feeling of betrayal, I, I think I'd been running from and not allowing myself to fully experience and process. And I think that's where a lot of like, so I was uncovering a lot of that the more I sat with it and that was very uncomfortable. But I also know now longer and longer that like those uncomfortable feelings, like when you go into them, it's like a storm. Like, yes, it rains. And sometimes it may rain a little longer than you want it to, but after every storm, there's weeks of sunshine. And there are tools and methodologies that you can use to move energy faster. So like, you know, Amy's an energy worker. So like she can help me go into my body and help me move energy at a faster rate to help me process what's there. And there's plenty of practitioners that can help you do that. There's plenty of tools, whether it's emotional freedom technique or hypnosis or, All these tools are fantastic, but at the end of the day, you are the one that has to make the choice to let things go. You are the one that has to make the choice to bring awareness to this, like, and acknowledge it, yeah, I'm holding on to this stuff, instead of bypassing it, being like, nope, I don't carry any betrayal. Nope, I don't carry, like, that's which is what I was doing for a while, and because I wasn't honoring what I was actually feeling in my body, I think I was going to all my coping strategies because I had this uncomfortable feeling that I didn't want to honor. And so the coping made sense. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like the cravings make sense. It's like, yeah, I want all these things. And, and so I think that's how it's come for me. It's, it's actually bringing into awareness and giving myself the permission to actually honor the fact that God, that fucking sucked, but then not letting myself stay stuck in that because that's not useful either saying stuck in that, like, God, this sucks, oh my God, da 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 is just playing this victim story that's going to keep you stuck. But I do think it's important to honor the experience and like, yeah, that sucked, man, and like feel the depths of how much that sucks so that you can actually move the energy and release the hold that the body is carrying and then move on and move on to the next more empowering story, belief whatever it is that you carry that can help you truly actually alchemize these experiences into your life's tapestry, right? Like it's this, this canvas that you're building and it's beautiful and you wouldn't be who you are today if it weren't for these challenging experiences. But I think I was bypassing for a while and I didn't have the awareness of that until I cut out all my coping strategies.
1: And as you kind of move through that process, who who did you discover yourself to be? Like, What did you discover about yourself under the surface?
0: And I want to say something before I answer that question. I thought my coping strategies weren't like, I didn't realize they were coping strategies. It's like my mind was like coffee. It's not a coping strategy. Okay. It's just something you drink. It's just something you drink to go yeah. be productive.
1: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
0: Right. It, so it wasn't like, I was like, Oh my God, I'm using this to cope. No. And that was the biggest eye opener for me. It's like, no, like when I remove these things is when I uncovered the underlying reasons with myself. And I was being very honest with myself, right? So it just this whole thing can be either completely transformative or completely not depending on your willingness to be super truthful with yourself. If you're bullshitting yourself, none of this matters. Like you can cut out coffee and all this stuff. But if you're not willing to actually honor and see like, okay, what's the truth beneath the truth? Like there's the truth you're telling the world. And then there's the truth that's sitting in your heart and with you, with yourself. And I've And so to me, like that's been the biggest, ah, it's like now I'm getting really real. And let's like, yeah, no, actually coffee was a way for me to not go into this, like me eating the sweets and the, and I still love my sweets. Like I still love them. Like, I mean, in two weeks after this diet is over, like I'm going to be, I I already know like, well, I'm not loading up, but I'm going to have a more mindful entrance back into living the pleasures of life. Like I. I still love having meat. Like, I, it, it, there's a lot of things that I've cut out that I'm actually like, oh my god! Like, I just love, and my body actually like as I listen to my body, it's like, no, like Raj, like yes, go have some sweets. Like, you're good, you know. But what's what's really beautiful about this experience is getting so clear and coming back to that truth. It's like I'm, and this is that. That's what I'm really craving to connect with in Costa Rica. Like, it's like this coming back to that frequency of no bullshit truth like what is me and what is, what is like, and, and I don't, and, and so anyways, coming back to what was your question again? I want to answer so your you, question. I,
1: you, I think you answered the question. I was just curious to know what you, what you discovered about yourself as a result of actually sitting with these emotions that you have previously been covering over with, with let's call them coping strategies for for each sake. What did you discover about yeah. yourself?
0: Yeah. Well, I think I discovered that, you know, and even these things like I'm learning now more and more, especially with the work we're doing at Liberate that like these experiences I'm having now, are just the tip of the iceberg, right? There's the challenges of today, but there's frequencies of energy we're carrying in our bodies because trauma, big T traumas, the, you know, the big ones and the little T traumas both live in the body.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right. So the big T traumas are like the big ones, like the, the ones that you would categorize as any of the ones, but the little T traumas are all like the emotional neglect, the misunderstandings, the, the brain, you know, as a child not being fully developed and then making assumptions. And, you know, it's all those conditions and programmings that we like, So there's a lot of things that we're carrying in our bodies. And I think that personally, epigenetics also plays a role, which is what actually is even drawing me deeper into ayahuasca. Epigenetics is the study of genetics. And what they've shown now in studies is that traumas that were experienced by your ancestors, if they didn't actually have the tools to resolve and feel that trauma fully, it just gets passed down in DNA to Next generations. And so like, I think what I've been really getting clear and clear on is that, although I may have not experienced a difficult life, in the conventional sense, that doesn't mean that my father didn't. That doesn't mean that my mother didn't. That doesn't mean that my grandmother didn't. That doesn't mean that my lineage has not have a deep carrying of, of stored trauma that still lives in my genetic blueprint that's still there. And I think what I'm learning more is it's not my job to go hunt for trauma. It's not my job to go do all that. Right. But when I'm experiencing something today that is stopping me from living into my fullest potential, it doesn't matter where the trauma came from. It's on me to heal it and release it and alchemize it so that I can step into more fullness in the present moment. Mm -hmm. So that's what I've really been learning. It's like, Yeah, I had these betrayals last few years, and if I go back to childhood, like, did I have a, a childhood that was filled with betrayal? I don't think so. I really don't. Like, I actually feel like I have the most loving family and parents. But do I think that there are experiences of betrayal that my mom, my dad, my grandma, my grandpa, their grandma, like my my ancestors experienced in their lives, growing up in the country that they did, like in the cultures that they did? Yeah, I do feel like. The odds of one or many of us experiencing some level of betrayal that is collectively built and is now stored in my body. I do believe that to be true. And so, to me, there's things I can't access on my own, which is why now I'm accessing deeper tools, deeper practices. There's a lot you can do on your own or even with another person, but. I think some things I'm at the phase 4 years into my journey where I'm like I've cleared out so much of my system my nervous system that like I'm just I'm ready for a deeper level of exploration and that's what the ayahuasca is now I think calling me that's what's calling me to it it's not even something I feel like I have to do it's like there's a a magnetic quality to the plant and how its consciousness is working with me even before I even get there like I just feel it like as I've been doing this dieta to alchemize something that's in my body that I, I can't even like my mind doesn't even, it's not a mind game. Now it's a spirit it's like truly surrendering the mind and what it thinks I need to heal or release or work on or fix to get a certain outcome. It's like releasing it all and almost like just putting all the cards on the table and just saying, Hey, this is my life. This is everything that's present. I'm, this is like, I don't know what the answer is. I surrender.
1: Yeah. Help me see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the other the other kind of thread I'd love to pick up is we've talked almost about this emotional release and exploration and purging, and on the other on the in the the other hand, there's also been this very physical experience of purging belongings and objects. I'd love to know more about the process. How did you 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 mentioned you've reduced your belongings by ninety percent? So tell take us through the process that enabled you to do that. Like, what was your decision making experience? What things have you let go of that you thought you never would? Like talk us because we all get so attached to things, right? Like this materialistic aspect of being human is pretty potent, and so every every time you hear someone just letting go of lots of lots of their things, that's like, oh, that's very interesting. How did you do that? I'd love to know more about how you did it.
0: Yeah, so so much there's so much on this. This is a lot. Um, It was very emotional for me. One, I think that I have, and maybe we all do. But my, my mom is a chronic hoarder, like she hoards everything. She has everything, every single thing I've ever done, every single picture, every single thing. There's just a lot of stuff yeah. that gets accumulated. And So I think there's that gene in me as well. So me and my brother, we both like to collect and accumulate because we, we want to have the memory of the thing, which yeah. is living in the past at the end of the day, right? Like we love, it's like, that's the energy of it. You know with me, my values have been shifting dramatically the last four or five years. like when I got rid of all my stuff in Austin, it was actually really easy for me to get rid of ninety percent of my stuff because they were from periods of my life that I didn't really resonate with. They were in periods of my life that was I was wasn't very conscious mm-hmm. and so I was buying things that I didn't really know I, that wasn't really in alignment with me. It was more like who I thought I needed to be, so there's a lot of clothes that I bought that was like who I thought I needed to be There was a lot of like art that I bought that was like portraying helping me portray a certain image there was a lot of things that I bought that was more about like needing to look a certain way be a certain way act a certain way than was like me being truly myself but then when I moved to San Diego like everything was so intentional (laughs) like everything I had was like okay no this is who I am this is like an expression of me every art piece had this meaning and story and this giant tapestry that's sitting over. My bed, which is an Android Jones piece. And it's this man and this woman looking into their eyes deeply. And it's like, it's sacred union. And to me, like, you know, like that's a high value of mine, like relationship, like intimacy, like Gina and I's relationship is, is extremely high value. And I, we prioritize it because it's, there's, there's just, it's, it's, it's our spiritual path. Like it's actually what helps us step into God it's surrendering deeply in love. Like to me, like that's one of the deepest parts. Like the more I surrender into love and union there, the more I actually grow as a human, as a, as a soul it's like, it's like, it's actually the dojo for me. We talked about this on last month's reflection, but you know, it's like that art symbolizes something that I value, right? Like I had crystals all over my apartment because I value that connection to a spiritual essence. Like to me, like, what I was holding onto in my apartment was a clear mirror for what I value. And, and that to me was the most hardest part because now I'm getting rid of things that are in alignment with what I value. And it wasn't easy. Like, and here's the thing, the way I did it was, this is my rule of thumb. If I haven't picked it up in three months, it's probably not something that's that I want, or it's not something that I'm using presently in my life. That's where it started. So that was the first level of exploration. But when I actually went to them, like I had a lot of books, books were a hard one for me because I have books that I bought over the years that I just kind of let accumulate and I haven't actually read them yet. But I'm like, one day I'll read them. Or I like the idea of them. Or I realized I liked people seeing that I read books like that because it made me feel and look a certain way. It was like portraying. It was, it was more like art because like, I oh, look at my bookshelf so when somebody looks at my bookshelf, they have, they get an idea of who I am.
1: Yeah.
0: That was actually the role that those books were playing for me. It wasn't that I needed those books. So then I was like, okay, like, is there another way that I can actually express who I am without carrying all that clutter? Cause I can't carry all these books with me. So it started this really interesting exploration to say, like, all right, like, what is the actual value that these things are giving me? And can I derive those values in more efficient ways? Or do I actually really want this in my home when I buy one? Like when I truly actually settle down, like, so then, okay, great. I got rid of maybe 30% of my books, right? And the other ones are like ones that I'm like, yes, these are like books that I just have to have. These are like books that changed my life. These are books that have so many notes in them. Like I want like my kids to be able to read these books one day and see how dad was thinking when he was incepting these companies and navigating these challenges. And like, I want that experience. Like these are like legacy tradition, like. I, I, yeah okay, I want all those great over in my home as art and as something very meaningful to me, right so that's kinda how I started doing it, and it was tough, like I got rid of a lot of things I got rid of um examples things that i examples. i mean well like i like, I'm trying to think I'm trying, I'm trying to think like luckily, I had a brother who's still living in San Diego, so he took most of my stuff that <laughs> was handy that was really handy, so like he took my bed, he took my like okay blankets. I had this amazing blanket that I just loved. It was so cozy, so fluffy, and I didn't have space to travel with it, but it was cozy and comfy. And then there was also deeper beliefs that I uncovered about wasting money. Yeah. I felt really bad throwing away things or donating things or that, that I knew I would have to go buy later. And I was like, you're wasteful, Raj. And then I had this whole journey about like, what does money mean to me? Mm. Which is showing up in many ways in my life, especially as I've, you know, I've been really rebuilding my career, to be honest, from the ground up. Like after my last business partnerships, like kind of fell apart and all that money was taken from me. And in in many ways, like a lot of those deals gone wrong and a lot of betrayal, like I have had to really recreate my financial status. So like, I, I feel like I'm in this deep period of recreating my, the success that I had and more and it's helping me examine all these attachments that I have to money. Like this is such a rich period of exploration for me with like what money means to me and the value that I drive from it. And what are my fears around letting go of things? And, you know, is there a fear that I won't be able to buy it later? Is there just a true value for, for money? Like, do I just value money in that way where it's like, I'm, I'm like, like, what is the story that I have around money? That's creating this experience with this blanket that's fucking insane. You know, like that to me is the level of inquiry that I'm having, you know, or is it that, you know, I just love snuggling with Gina and that, like, you know, we fell in love in that bed, you know, we've made love in that bed. Like, it's like, it's like, there's, there's a, an energy to that. Like, so is that what that's symbolizing for me? You know, is it that that's like this love blanket of ours that I now have to say goodbye to so I think what's, real, what, what's been really beautiful about this whole process is me getting really clear on like what I value and who I value and like the moments that I value and the experiences that I want to create more of. Like that's what's true.
1: Tell us some things that made the cut. Like what's coming with you? What did you buy? And tell us why you chose those things.
0: So my, my workout stuff. So like I have like an ab wheel. I've got resistance bands. I've got a mobility kind of like hook like, to keep my body really nimble and, like, staying active. Like, I think that's absolutely something that I value. And and I've been stepping into more and more, like, treating my body like a temple. I have an entire bag filled with supplements. Supplements and health stuff, like, that's coming with me. In fact, like, my supplement stack is so ridiculous, it's crazy. Like, I bought supplements for everything. I'm bringing a water filter, so our Berkey. It's, like, a really good water filter so that, you know, we can really just continue like health stuff I think is the number one thing that's coming with us journals you know spiritual tools and anything related to our union is coming with us like anything that helps us step into greater levels of spiritual connection both with ourselves with nature with with the plant ayahuasca as we're sitting with her like just all of that what else is clothes which I actually realize I'm going to be getting rid of a lot more of The second I got to Houston, I was like, oh, I brought too much. I need to get rid of more of this stuff. So my clothes, crystals, like I've got like crystals that like anything I wear, like, in fact, I um, even just things like wearables, like stuff like that for myself. Like I'm bringing that, Um, but getting rid of most of my clothes. Yeah, I think that, you know, that should give you a good idea, like simplifying, like I'm actually simplifying the noise, simplifying like my clothes, simplifying my attire simplifying my calendar you know like that's not something that i talked about a lot but like i don't have many meetings and scheduled you know for the rest of the year like next week's the last week of real meetings and then i'm kind of taking time off really to like be and play and enjoy connect adventure you know so that's that's something that i'm bring that's an energy i'm bringing with me so it's not just the physical things i'm bringing it's also like the intention that i'm bringing it's also the awareness that i'm bringing yeah i'm bringing my podcast mic. so if i meet some fun people i'll probably interview them and continue doing that because i love these conversations i love it's my favorite way to connect with people and it's just the most um it's, it's so nourishing for me to have these deep soul driven conversations where i get to experience the depths of people and who they truly are beyond what they do and so i love that i'll be taking that with me um yeah. I have so much gratitude for San Diego. I really do so much gratitude for the gift that I got of being near my brother and falling in love with Gina and getting to have the space from Texas for a while. Cause I've been in Texas my whole life and being in, in a new state and a new culture, like California culture is very different than Texas culture and like Southern California by it, you know, and getting to like experience a whole new way of me and Like, and it's really a beautiful thing about travel that I love is like, you know, when you're seeing the same person in a different environment or when you're seeing yourself in a different culture or when you're shifting the energy of what's of the energy you're in, there's just something really powerful about what you recalibrate back to. You use all these different environments, to like come back to what's truly actually home, which is in your heart and your body. Like that thing you can't actually lose. Like this is yours. And I think that's what I'm really appreciate. I appreciate so much about the last few years is like, I got to calibrate to a new home within myself. Thanks to, thanks to San Diego and thanks to the people that I, that I got to meet there and hang with and the oceans and the nature and my incredible view and time on my brother and all the experiences with Gina and like just so much, uh, so much alchemy is the right word. And I'm just truly looking forward to the next chapter of that alchemy, that transformation, the, the continuous magic that continues, that that's unfolding as a result of me surrendering deeper and deeper and deeper to the flow of life. And you know, in, in, in Michael Singer's word, this is my surrender experiment.
1: And what is, what is your expectation or your intention as you step into this new space, this new place, this new period of your life? What are you hoping to find or experience or create?
0: I think um, what's one thing that's just been present for me is I want to shift and understand how to be a fully embodied creator. I think for the last four years, like I've gotten incredible success in my life because I have worked my ass off and I've hustled and I've pushed and I've like made things happen. And I've always had that drive inside myself to just make things happen. Like I've got, I'm very tenacious. I'm very persistent. I do not give up. Like that, just that, that, that bone doesn't live in my body. I think to a detriment at times because I go too far in a direction because I'm like, no, this has to work this way Yeah. instead of slowing down enough to be like, okay, no, what has to be recalibrated so that it can flow with the presence of life? Like what wants to happen in this moment? Like what is life actually creating around me? Can I slow down enough to pay attention? Can I listen down? Can I slow down enough to, to, to hear The intuitive voice that's actually calculating many different data points that I can't actually see with my mind yet. Like, I'm actually really craving to play more from that space. So I know when to push and when to wait. So I know when to push and hustle and like drive and act swiftly and execute versus when to listen and be in silence and contemplation, when to ask for help and when to take it on myself. Like, how to build a foundation, and a culture that can create leverage across everything I'm doing instead of me feeling like I have to do everything on my own. And so I I feel myself stepping into a different wave of creation, like a different style of creation, a different level of leadership. It's, It's just a whole new way of existing that I just have never had practice doing. And this year is, you know, as I reflect on my year now, like it's like, I've had a lot of practice stepping into deeper levels of this game where like I'm like creating something that's never been created. I'm working with several different types of people. There's market conditions that are like going up and down, up and down, up and down. There's fear in the air, there's excitement in the air. There's so much happening in humanity, in each individual, in societies, in communities. There's so much waking up happening. <laughs> Yeah, that like I'm just I'm 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 feeling this this energetic shift within myself to gain a level of mastery around bringing spirituality into the game of business into the game of creation and not doing it in a way that burns me out, but in a way that creates truly nourishing environments that allows me to thrive as a as a human being. And 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 not lose sight of all the things that do matter to me all the things that i do value which is my relationship my 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 connection to my uh myself my family my the people in my life that i hold dearly my spiritual practices my you know like it's like how do i create a life and a business that's expansive that hits all the things i want in my life the abundance that i want to experience in my life while the service that i want to experience in my life while also staying true to my my why and my core and that's what i think costa rica is really calling out of me like i'm going to be deeply immersed in nature where instead of sirens instead of waking up to sirens i'm going to be waking up to monkeys
1: how amazing is that?
0: right like it's like that's the difference so that's that's i think what i'm stepping into what i'm calling in and and i don't know where that journey is going to take me i just trust that in this moment in this path this is where like the most powerful thing I can do for my life's success, the vision I have for my life is to go deeper and deeper and deeper with myself. That is what I know to be true. It's been the thing that's always proven the more I work on myself, the easier my life gets, the more abundant my life gets, the more fun, expansive, playful uh, my life gets. And the more aliveness I feel, which is I think the metric that I'm, optimizing my life for. I don't necessarily want to have joy all the time because that can't be possible without having sadness as well. I just want to turn up the dial and experience more aliveness across everything so that it can all be something that blows me away to the deepest levels of gratitude every single time I experience them. And so right, also. Anyways, that's, that's where I'm at. That's what's present. That's what I'm navigating. That's what I'm stepping into. And Hell. I've been wanting to go to the jungles for a few years, so we'll see how this we'll see how this plays out.
1: I'm so excited. For you. <laughs> but let's kind of start to wrap this up now. And I'd love for you to just explore if you, you know, had to find a thread that way through um, November. Like what would you say is that thread and why? I
0: think surrender. Truly really surrendering my attachments to things, surrendering my attachment to the way things have to be, surrendering deeper into unconditional love for the people in my life surrendering deeper into unconditional love for myself surrendering, just surrendering the control that my mind wants to have. Like I, I wrote this down in my, um, this is something I actually wrote down yesterday like in my, my journal, my body is asking me to slow down and feel my body is asking me to slow down and remember my body is asking me to slow down and know instead of pushing hustling and figuring things out into existence this incessant craving for certainty as i define it in my mind is nothing compared to the deep felt knowing that i have in my soul and that to me is like the lesson that i think this month has truly brought home for me this deep surrender that i'm I think is my medicine. It's been my medicine for years and it continues to be the thing that just, it's like the North star, like when I feel ungrounded and unsettled and I feel like shit's just breaking and I don't have control and I just feel all over the place, like taking space and surrendering. The other day I had a deep trigger around like something just work related and I just completely stepped away. I just said, fuck it. I don't care. I don't care if this whole thing falls apart. I'm stepping away, and in that stepping away, all the right answers came through.
1: You're right, all the right answers. That when, you that, when you can give yourself permission to not just be on that hustle wheel, having to force things through all the time, that the pause can be so revealing.
0: And I think there's this idea that if you're not hustling, you're losing time, which was my belief in my story. And I'm realizing now that, like, how many times in my life have it's almost like you're like, if you took a few steps back to actually find a path that could take you 50 steps forward, that's more productive than you taking one step every day for 50 days. There's both is true. And this is the dance I think that we're all learning to play in our own creative pursuits. What balance is best for you? For some people, that discipline, that daily hustle, like when I first started my business, that was what I needed. I needed that daily hustle because I had to build habits to get to a space where I could actually embody who I am now. But now that I know that to, I have that figured out. Like, is that script still relevant or is pausing, slowing down, listening? Kind of in the words of Steve Little, you know, I had a call with him this month and he's actually smacked me across the face because he was like, Raj, did you not listen to what I told you? When you feel like hustling, slow down, go meditate. Like, <laughs> I <didn't say> that. <laughs> and uh, his episodes also what I'm going to be releasing yeah, uh, awesome. pretty soon.
1: Awesome.
0: Yeah. Those are my mentors right now. And anything you guys are learning from me, you guys are learning from the people I learned from. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's I think the common thread and it's been the thread and the thing that's really helped me stay grounded. You know, it's that, that deep, surrender and pause and 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 like letting go it's like and, and truly actually being like i don't care
1: mm-hmm.
0: i used to think that disconnecting was not a good thing like no you always want to be plugged into life and feeling and all that stuff and i actually noticed now that like no disconnecting is actually perfect it serves a role
1: yeah i mean it helps to it's another route back to yourself isn't it that disconnection from everything outside oh, what, what was actually present? Who actually am I? And I think we're, I think we're always trying to answer that question, like, who am I really? And I think that's, I've really enjoyed hearing today, like your experiences of getting closer and closer to that question through the, yeah, you've been doing to surrender and purge and to, to prepare for this, this new face. So it sounds like November's gonna be one of those months that's gonna be with you for a very, very long time. And so last question, which will be no surprise to you, like, how did you stay grounded this month?
0: I think I talked about it, but just surrendering, taking pauses, being slow with myself, like letting myself just not have it all figured out. And I think it's really soothing my mind. Like my mind wants to be so much further along than I am. Yeah. And surrendering that I think has been how I stay grounded. Like that's been the kindest thing I think I've done for myself this month, which is just surrendering. Just like, hey, like, no, Raj, you're exactly where you need to be. And even if this whole thing breaks apart and nothing ends up happening, I still love you. You're still fine. The ocean is still the ocean. The mountains are still the mountain. Before you were born, people were living. After you die, people are living. Like, at the end of the day, like, you are so enough as you are. And there's nothing that has to happen. Like, I re-listened to Panache's episode, like, three times this month. That's how I stayed grounded. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... (laughs) Thank Anyways, you. Georgina, as always, thank you for holding such a loving container for this beautiful conversation.
1: My pleasure. I'm and very grateful. Well, Thank you for sharing so opening. I just want to wish you all the, the love and luck and joy for the next phase of your life. I'm just so excited for you. Excited to hear what's been happening next time we speak.
0: Yes, I can't wait to. Everybody, that is a wrap for this week's episode of Stay Grounded. I'm your host, Raj. This is your old friend, Georgina. And from us, stay grounded. We'll chat soon.